Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast. I am your one true Star Trek fan, Anthony, and Love this him. is your one true fake Star Wars fan, Star Trek fan. Ah, that's <laughs> not how even fake ten he seconds is. in. That's how fake he is. For the record, I didn't name the cat. The wife, who's seen every episode of Star Trek, named which is the cat. Which is why I asked if she had watched that episode with you because I was eager to see what she thought. Yeah. No, I made her watch it. Introduce yourself. Uh, I am your benevolent supercomputer, Chris Topher. Chris Topher. The day that I realized that Topher was short for Christopher. <laughs> Mind blowing. Mind blowing. When I was uh, little, so she watched the Tuvix episode with you. She did. She she laughed heartily. Yeah. When I re- when I rewatched it, I laughed harder than the first the time I watched it the first time. When the salamanders came on, she <laughs> may have spit out her food. <laughs> the borgified salamanders? Yeah. I was, I was like, why is that so funny? And then she explained to me in some graphic terms exactly what happened. <laughs> well, like, I'm going to, I'm throwing you under the bus. I'm throwing you under the bus because you sure. said, oh, I don't get all these Voyager references because I've only seen the first two seasons. Guess what season the Tuvix episode is in? Uh, season 20. Yeah, see, exactly. <laughs> you got it right. Then I may, then I guess I haven't seen the first two, or at least all the first two seasons. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if you got to, uh, it is near the end. I think it's like episode 24. So it is, um, it's probably the last or, or close to the last episode well, of that season. I got supernatural doubt because I've even rewatching that. And, <laughs> yeah, that's, did you, you, can't, and, you don't uh, just rewatch supernatural in one sitting. <laughs> That's not how well, you do it. So we're on like season eight, halfway through. Um, some some real stuff's gone down, and uh, I was, you know what? I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch an episode of Deep Space Nine. <laughs> I don't remember where I left off, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pick back up. Sure. So I, I, in the time since I've spoken to you about Lower Decks, I've watched like six or seven episodes, and I believe I've watched the probably one of the worst episodes of Star Trek I've ever seen. Oh, facets. Where, oh, it's not that bad. Where, where you... Jadzia meets her previous hosts, uh, and it what the part about it that's terrible isn't isn't the uh, isn't the actors pretending to be somebody else. It's just like, and maybe they were playing it up for some laughs or for some comedy. But seeing Kira Norris pretend to be a little old woman mm. really upset me on a personal level. Mm. <laughs> it's awful. It's terrible. Uh, I mean, the only redeeming part of it is that. Um, I think Nog gets into Starfleet summer school. Yeah. The only, I think yeah. that's the only redeeming part of that episode. You know, so I can never, re- I think I, I mix up the two, like I know Cork, but it's what, are, what are the, it's Nog and what's his Rom. Rom. I say, I mix their two names up yeah. all the time. I, I don't yeah. know. I like both the characters. Yeah. I think it's just cause like the simple, like the same kind of syllable sounding yeah. thing. The thing I like about Cork the most is he's the only Ferengi that walks around. Like he actually has a spine. He's the only one who has any sort of dignity. You like he walks like straight up. Like I think he, so. He, well, no, I mean just just the way he carries himself. All of the Ferengis are like this. Mm, like, <laughs> you obviously <laughs> profit. <laughs> you obviously haven't met Brunt. Oh, FCA. I've never. I've, I've never met any Ferengi. Uh, are you talking about from the the uh, the collection the collection agency? When his yes, mom from the Ferengi makes, Commerce Authority. Yeah, Brunt when, FCA. When his mom makes profit. <laughs> Uh, I think it was the first episode I watched in the re- when I started back up. Oh, um, it's uh, Brunt is played by one Jeffrey Combs, mm, the famous yes. Jeffrey Combs. Okay, yeah, who plays 
another recurring character in Deep Space Nine, Wei Yun. And there's even an episode in the, the, near the very end of the last season where he plays both characters. They don't interact with each other, but he plays mm. both characters in the same episode. Great. He's credited, like, he's not credited twice. It just says Jeffrey, Cro- Co- uh, Jeffrey Combs as blah, 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 and blah, 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 which Excellent. is crazy. Did he and then double... he had a recurring thing in uh, Enterprise as well as an Andorian. Did he get, like, did he get double the SAG credits? Like, how does that work? I don't they know. they have to pay him twice? Well, I think you, because you get paid, do you get, I don't know how the pay works. I know if you say, if you have less than five words, like, they don't, they don't meet a certain thing. No, they both so, had more words than that. Yeah, is, no, so I'm just saying, both, it's the only it's the only thing I know about hmm. pay is that if your character has more than five spoken words, you mm-hmm. have to be paid a certain amount. I don't so. know if they I don't know if they double pay you for that. Or because I mean I'm assuming because all both characters had a lot of makeup. Yeah. So I'm assuming they're on different days, right? So if they're paying you, I don't know if you're paying a day rate, I don't think that impacts it, right? But, like well if you do characters. know, email yeah. us at sci-fi wiseguys <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> well, do you think that uh because I think going down that route you know, uh, Urkel unleashes his mm. his alternate version of himself. Does he get paid S- double? Stefan? So. Yeah, Stefan. <laughs> There's a cut to the, uh, my childhood that <laughs> no one else got but me. Yes. Did you... Before we jump into uh, the Lower Decks, uh, Season 4, Episode 3, did you want to talk about the latest very short trek? Do you want to dedicate uh, a, a minute or two to it? Sure. So uh, I've already forgotten the name of the episode. Long story short, Hammer, who's a... Hammer, yeah. Allegedly, this is might be before he dies or he comes back. I don't know. Star Trek. Maybe he reached the Black Mountain. He's throwing a... He's emceeing a party, some kind of holiday party, Spacemas, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. It's a holiday uh, party. It's, it's the name of the episode. It's holiday party. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And uh, he brings Spock over to show them some funny clips, some bloopers, if you will, of their wacky adventures in Starfleet. On yeah. what I believe is the USS Enterprise. It is the Enterprise. It's first contact day. No bloody A, B, C, or D. Or um, B or F <laughs> or G. Uh, <laughs> I think we're on G. Yes. Uh, and he just shows, the first thing he shows is a horrible video of a guy who's being um, only half his body materializing during a, a transporter accident. Um, it's like, which, which just know, confirms all of my fears. Yeah. He, yeah. Well, I mean, what does uh, what does Bones say? Space is death, darkness, <laughs> and disease. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, he's like, oh yeah, this is funny. And everyone's like, dude, no, not that's <laughs> next video. Up. And he's like, okay, cool. We'll just skip ahead a little bit. Um, I don't remember what they all are, but like a ship get a ship rams. I think that Klingon tomb ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's what that was because there's Captain Giorgio in it. Um, well, 6,000 people died. Yeah. Like the guy's that. like, I don't want to be that guy, but my cousin was on that ship um, or whoever. Uh, and then the, the, the only real true funny blooper is well, I, I thought it was Captain Kirk who turns some random ensign, a space diarrhea trips over falls and shits his pants. Um, he, he gets hit in the groin with a, with a mop and yeah. he farts. Yeah. Is this is funny? Yeah. That's <laughs> hilarious. Spock. Yeah. And so he, he chases Hammer with a broom and he's like, Time for a live blooper. So these uh, these are not supposed to be um, canon. So like the characters mixing up because I even think that uh, Saru is there. Yeah, but he, he's in his uniform from the future, mm. and obviously, like, so it's all just mixing stuff up. It's not it's not canon at all. Obviously, yeah. Pete Holmes is not Captain Kirk, but I think he could have been in a, in a in a very interesting timeline. Pete Holmes could have and maybe should have been. Captain am I, Kirk. Am I correct to assume that, like, so S- Spock is 
being voiced by the guy who's Spock, right? Yeah. And Hammer was Hammer. Yes. So why wasn't Homeboy um, uh, Stefan the Vampire voicing Captain Kirk? I I don't know. I think maybe because you know what I, I'd be interested. Let me look at the uh, the credits for it. I wonder if Pete Holmes was edited or uh, credited, excuse me, as like a writer for it or something. Let's see. Oh, interesting. Doesn't say. Oh, and it doesn't actually say he's Kirk. It just says he's credited as Captain. Oh. And I guess they never do call him Kirk, just Captain. Oh. Uh, apparently, uh, very short treks is uh, invented by Casper Kelly, um, oh, who also okay. did the short treks, but apparently also did too many cooks. The, the best 20 minutes you can spend your life on is watching too many cooks. Are you aware of too many cooks? Uh, my, my, my blank expression probably wasn't enough. I wasn't looking at your face. I was looking it up. I Why apologize. Not? Let me put you full screen on my right here. Show me the blank expression again. Very good. Uh, how long is too many cooks, producer? Phenom, I doubt it. Many times. Well, the thing is, I can't comment on that right <laughs> on air. But uh, there is a way. <laughs> No, no, I just no. He said several. I, I'm, what I'm saying for Phenom is it would be many. Like he needs to bump that up. Those are rookie numbers. So. Oh, um, that's an Adult Swim thing. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's an Adult Swim thing. It's like 20 minutes, and it's just the intro to a sitcom that doesn't exist for 20 minutes, and it's just new characters over and over mm-hmm. again. It's really, really good. Uh, and uh, quick, uh, Pwnbot, uh, we actually knew that we needed updated to the X logo. That's what we were talking about right before we went on air. But thank you for uh, yeah for aiding. Letting us know that we were right all along. Yeah. Oh, hey, not that... the same twenty minutes. Aggregate twenty minutes. Yeah. Hey, Pumbaa, where's that Cybertruck? Yeah. Oh man. Um. Let's get to the episode. What do we watch, Chris? This that was your that was your cue. Star Trek Lower Decks season four episode three in the cradle of Exelon. Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, this is sitting at a seven point four out of ten on IMDb. What if we refresh that page? What do we got? Is it still 7.4? They they move quite. Yeah, still 7.4. What do you know? And an ad. Uh, the, <laughs> uh, Thank you. Uh, the blurb reads, Boimler leads his first away mission on an alien megastructure. Yeah. Accurate. Yeah. Uh, Bearing the lead the, a little bit. but A accurate. little bit. Uh, yeah. That's the B story, is it? Or is it the A story? <laughs> I'm really not sure. I know what the C story is. Uh, I don't know. Uh with the A and B store, which one's which. Um, if we compare this episode to the other two episodes of this season, it is the lowest rated. It's a bottle. It's it is a bottle, bottle episode. First episode, two Vix, 8.2. I have no bones, yet I must flee, coming at a 7.9, which is some moopsie hate that I don't think we stand for on, uh, on principle. And then we have uh, In the Cradle of Vexelon coming at 7.4. Moopsie. Moopsie. So Christopher... Do you agree with that? Do you disagree? Was this the weakest episode this season? What did you think? Uh, I think that... No, I'm not going to do it. I had a, I had a really long-winded cross-media metaphor that I was going to do, and I changed my mind at the last second. Uh, I think in time, this episode will be appreciated far more than it, it is in its current, in, mm. in the present. For a variety of reasons, one, we actually get to see the Black Mountain. For anyone who doesn't remember, when Shax dies at the end of season two... One thinks, yeah, season one or two, it comes back the very next episode of the or the very first episode of the next season. Boimler's like, Hey man, like, what happened? And he's like, Well, you know, you first got to go to the Black Mountain, you gotta, you gotta scale it, and then you gotta, you have to fight and kill the manifestations of like your, your father, yourself, and your future. Or I don't even remember exactly, yeah. Um, and then another guy 
dies. And when he comes back to life later on in the show, um, he mentions seeing a koala. Um, there's a guy who becomes um, like he ascends to a higher being. Like there's a whole episode centered around that. And he turns into a, a co- Giant koala. I think he even says like, I see the space koala. Like he says it out loud. Um, and then, you know, it's our first benevolent supercomputer, which is rad. Yeah. Uh, Everyone keeps second guessing it. Yeah. Do I we sure we want to turn this one back on? It's not subjugating <laughs> the locals. <laughs> yeah, Billups beams them. Hmm. Uh, Phenom. Uh, he that is not the same person. As much as I wish it was, uh, Shax and Lord Shax are not the same. One's played by Fred Tascatore, and the other one's played mm. by um, the guy from Snatch, whose name I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> sorry, pal. Not important. Uh, uh, but uh, you know, and then um, Boimler. You know, he just, uh, he, I, I don't understand how provisional ensign, provisional second or lieutenant second grade to win. Junior Lynn, grade, yeah. Yeah. has to be the one who's like, hey, bro, you know, you, you, were, you, were, you were promoted for a particular reason, yada, yada, yada. You need to trust your team. Boom. We have a nice yeah. little teamwork moment. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I think, I think in time, this episode will be probably be appreciated more than it is, but, um, this is like any other third or fourth episode of any new show or not it's a new show, but a new season is that the truth is, is that they all can't be bangers, but eventually yeah, the people who are going to love this episode are going to show it to other people that they think will love the episode. And I think that rating's going to go up. You think so? so yeah. I would, uh, I would agree and disagree. I think it's, I still think it's a good episode. That's the thing. Like it's the weakest of the three. I would agree with that. And then if you said it was a bad episode, I would disagree with you. I think it's a lot of fun. It's funny, uh, obviously. The whole koala scene, uh, it, worth it. Made it all worth it. It was kind of tropey. In uh, Boimler's whole story arc was very tropey. Like, oh, well, I was just these guys' friends, and I got promoted. Like, it was very kind of low hanging fruit uh, for a plot line with him. Well, I think the Go yeah. No, I just I just never thought we would see another one of those probes that trapped Patrick Stewart. And gave him a long, loving, a long, a long life with a loving family. <laughs> and I didn't think. And if we did, I didn't think it was going to be wasted on a Betazoid gift box, Alan meringue, lemon meringue, or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, lots of. I mean, like they, they've done that before. Like we've been to museums, the Menage uh, last episode, uh, or the the curators or whatever, um, where they just throw tons of Easter eggs and references at us. Uh, so this one was this one was fun because they all kind of had a theme. They're all anomalies, uh, and they <laughs> they're all annoying in their own ways. Yeah, <laughs> Rutherford uh, Rutherford apologizing to the gift box might be my <laughs> my favorite moment of the season. He speed run the wallet the Wadi Chuli game. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he was like, let me through through yeah. his glass down. <laughs> <laughs> 100 percent com- or was it any percent speed run? Any percent speed yeah. run. Uh, I, what I was going to say is like when it comes to Boimler's little story yeah. arc, I think that that's like, yeah, that's, that's, it's totally typical of Boimler as a character, but I, I feel like maybe that was thrown in for everyone else because I think a lot of people suffer from that kind of anxiety where mm. it's like, it's I, was relatable. These, I was this person's peer and now I'm their superior, uh, which I've never felt because I've been superior to everyone I've ever met. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, until now. Yeah. Well, it's, it's that combined with his need to just be the best at whatever he's doing, right? He doesn't want to mess up. So it's like, yeah. it's kind of, it's a lot of different, it's a lot of pressure he's putting himself under. Um, I kind of miss the cold open. Like, I, I like the cold opens, the quick gag, and we move on. Uh, I'm a, a little, like, I understand why we didn't. We had a lot of episode. Um, but, you know, I would have liked it. 
also missed the chanting monks. There were no chanting monks, Chris. Uh, they do a they do a, a nice little uh, shot of the of a halo with the, <laughs> with the shuttle coming in. Oh. No monks, no, no monks. I did like the way the halo moved. It was very nice, <laughs> and it seemed a lot more serene for the for the most part. Maybe not the last half of the episode, but at the end and the beginning, a lot more serene than a halo well, from Halo. Well, it's not a Dyson sphere, but like that that actually has a name. It's a ring world. Um, uh, I think it's just called. Is it not just called a ring world? Uh, uh, well, that's a science fiction novel. Bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> Scientific. Let's see. A Dyson sphere is when you put a ring world is a fictional megastructure in space. Yeah, it's yeah. a ring world. Yeah, a Dyson sphere is when you completely like enclose a star. Right. Yeah. They they go to one of those in Next Generation when Scotty shows up. A von Braun wheel. Maybe a von that, Braun wheel is what they're maybe called. That, maybe that might be what it is. I'm just gonna keep calling it a ring world if you're yeah. cool with that. Let's just keep calling it a halo. Let's just call I'm it. I'm keep calling duck. it a halo. I like that Tillin refers to him like psyching himself up as a confidence boosting ritual. <laughs> <laughs> lots of lots of cute little moments. I like that the ferret's name is Lancelot. Uh, I like that the the they definitely it was like oh they're hazing them they're they're 100% hazing them there's no way they're not and then they fooled me into thinking they weren't being hazed and then they were being hazed but the big question i had did you did you think they were going to kill off bradward no of course not why not it's i mean they it was just on an episode of strange new worlds <laughs> yeah but i mean they could i'm, nah. I'm saying cuz there's two boimlers well he has yeah. his he has this transporter clone who's out there working for section 31 faking his own death no uh, i don't think they would i don't think they would you don't think do they would swap him back no how would you feel if uh like a few episodes from now it's revealed that brad poimler has been gone for a while and it's been william taking his place as some and some undercover for whatever for reasons for reasons oh, i'm sure they'll spin it in some way that'll make me kick <laughs> i'm sure they'll do that uh, fair enough fair enough I mean, well, maybe his, here's the deal. Maybe his memory has been erased. He's actually like a crazy outlaw spaceship racer guy, right? And his other personality is forcing itself to the forefront. And he's got to use the power of teamwork mm -hmm. to overcome his, his, himself. Uh-huh. Is that a little too spot on? A little. Yeah. It's a little on the nose. <laughs> they may have done that already. Yeah, maybe more than once. <laughs> maybe more than once. Well, that's a thing. Snow Angel is that the Mariner and Boimler have a history, but up to a certain point, that history is with, but like before the the cloning, right? Which was what in season two. So it's not been that long. Yeah. Not been that long. Um, and I, we've got to see him. We've got to see him at some point. I think this is the first episode this season. We haven't seen the mystery ship either. Completely self-contained episode. No, no links to anything else. So it's a little bit different. Who are they um, going to blow up next? The Packlids? I think they blew up their own planet already. Remember? Well, they still have got ships. They still got. I'm sure they still got some ships. The the, the, the dumbasses blew up their own planet because <laughs> <laughs> they're smart. You don't. I can't handle that. I don't have a big enough hat. I'm not in charge. Sure. <laughs> uh, man, how like how would you rate this? Like, well, I'm I'm saying it's probably the weakest of the three, but it was still a lot of fun. How would you rate it to uh, two Vix or the Moopsie I mean, episode? I think I think seven point four is perfectly adequate score for it. I mean, perfectly like I just, adequate. I don't think there's anything outright bad about it. It didn't involve a person meeting their former hosts. Facets is not right? that horrible. Like, like it wasn't, you know, um, data sitting on the floor 
like cringing really hard, speaking in weird voices, masks, right? Like, why do you keep naming these fantastic episodes? Because <laughs> they're not. Of course, great. it's not gonna. Of course, uh, it's not gonna live up to the glory that is masks. Of there's course. a reason why season seven was the last season of Next Gen. Um, You're probably right. <laughs> I mean, it just it's it's fine. It's a fine episode. No, it's a great. I I felt yeah. it ended too soon. I mean, we haven't even necessarily talked about the isolinear chip thing. Like, yeah like in in any sort of detail why is that a thing why it's is, not why is there just a closet why is just one why is there's a storage room that contains all the isolinear chips yeah i didn't catch right. it my first watch through but in the second time he's like can meet me at the isolinear <laughs> junction like there's there is just one it's like having yeah. one server room yeah for the whole ship doesn't make computers. any sense i saw that there everything was that, goes there's that one episode where the um with the sex disease the sex virus, right? Of next gen where data's like, I mean Riker is in several episodes, yeah. Well no, he's swapping out the isolinear chips when he's drunk. Oh, that's like that's the second episode. Yeah. But technically it's the third, but yeah. Right, right, um, right, right. But uh I mean maybe the Cerritos is just built different. <laughs> They're just like, <laughs> we need to keep us away from yeah. the weird yeah, the weird just, diseases that makes everyone drunk. There's just there's an isolinear chip storage facility, I guess. That was pretty neat. Well, and she had several different colors of isolinear chips That's when right. she replaced the one, but the rest of they're all green. Then she pulls out a packet that has four or five different colors and picks out the green one. Yeah. I have no idea. Any more information. Does the word isolinear chip make any sense in modern context? Well, it, I, isn't that like a double negative? Like it's isolated, yet it's linear? Like I don't... I don't know if that's what it's referring to. I just don't. An, if, an, what does ISO stand for? ISO, isolated, right? Mm, let's see. International Organization for Standardization. Yeah, I guess. Okay. So, I mean, I, I guess I don't know. Wasn't ISO a thing in Tron Legacy? Yeah. Uh, isomorphic they, algorithms, yeah. better known as ISOs, where a race of programs is spontaneously evolved on the grid as opposed yeah. to being written by users. We should watch that movie. <laughs> oh, God, that movie's so good. <laughs> that movie uh, rocks. <laughs> so maybe, maybe they're ISOs. Right? Maybe they're related. Maybe Tron and Star Trek are in the same universe. I don't know. But uh, Snow Angel's got something up here on the screen. Oh, let's pop it back. Yeah. Isolinear chip or data storage devices. There's just data, yeah, data storage devices yeah. using isolinear circuitry. So they have isolinear circuitry. What's isolinear circuitry? Uh, hold on. Before you click that, they have a maximum capacity of 2.5 kilowatts. Holy crap. Is that a lot? Um, well, I mean, you know, a kilo is a kilo, thousand, right? Kiloquads, megaquads, gigaquads. <laughs> what is a quad? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Well, I mean, like they've already invented that technology where they can store information on an electron. So, yeah. Like, so, who, so who knows? Yeah, click, click on isolinear circuitry, please. No, oh, they, they they were very easily corrupted unless coated with a layer of clear plastic. Oh, that's cool. That's why they. Why does the plastic have to be clear? No idea. But click on isolinear circuitry. Yeah, this isn't going to take us anywhere. Mm -mm. Holographic technology. It stores it three dimensional. Yeah, it's just techno babble. Yeah. yeah, it's just. It's just I, I've, I've always thought that isolinear just is a weird. Give me that. Give me that. Click that isolinear rod and the C also. Let's just go down this. Uh, down this rabbit hole. Rabbit hole. Ugh. This is just a Dr Pepper. I swear. Oh, used by the Cardassian Union. Yeah, I like those little rods they have in Deep Space Nine. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Those are really, really cool. So those are isolinear rods. When he gains uh, access to the replicators, it enables a, um, <laughs> an old failsafe, right? That's that episode? Yeah, yeah that's, that's 
that's an episode. Good job. <laughs> cool. Okay. So this just isolinear is just how it's like a data. It's like a saying like USB. I don't know. Yeah. Hard drive or um, I don't know. Not I. I'm not sure. But who? who like yeah, I just I've, I always just thought the term was kind of like. Well, it's all one like word, so it's contradictive just, and like. I don't think so. Own. It's all one word, so it's not short for isolation or anything. It's just right. It could be initials for something. Who knows? Uh, did you um? Do you have an idiot of the episode? Uh, I think it might be Mariner. Oh, okay. She didn't stick with her guns and realize that they were being hazed. Like she had a feeling, and this dude kind of uh, tricked her, essentially. Oh well, yeah, uh, he did. I mean, like was, I, I, yeah. I don't necessarily. I, I can't really blame the captain because uh, I mean, maybe she should have called an engineer first. I don't know if Billups would have been able to make a big difference. You know, he, mm. he, he, I mean, he would scatterbrain, Lancelot's missing, and everything. So, well, he didn't even help, did he? He helped a little, but she ended up fixing it, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. Well, so, I mean, my first instinct was to go with the captain, but then my second instinct was to go with Boimler. But like, both of them learn in the episode. Like they, they immediately learn and corrected their mistakes. So I really can't call them an idiot for that. Right. Like as soon as she was in over her head, called in help. Called as soon in as tech support. He, yeah. Yeah. Called in tech support. Same with him. Like he came to his senses and, and fixed it. And they all, and a, the mission was a success because they did that. Um, Mariner. Yeah. As Snow Angel points out, Mariner did take one from the team and talk to that dude about Tellerite jazz, which sounds horrible the way he described it. It's uh, sloppy jazz, or it was flop, yeah, flop, tellerite jazz, slop jazz, something about the amount of spit that goes into it, or something. Ugh. Uh, I really the, don't have an idiot of the episode. They're the pig people, yeah. Yes, yeah. When the founding members of the Federation, you would know that if you were a Star Trek fan. Well, I knew they were. That's why I called them the pig people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe Doctor Taana. Eh, she brings a dude back to life. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't know how. I mean, oh, by the way, the um the subtitles for the koala just say speaking koala. Uh, but some, but somebody did somebody did take it and reverse it, uh, and he, he says um do 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 it's not your time, Bradward Boimler. <laughs> it sends him back. So does that mean that all koalas are just speaking English backward? Maybe maybe they are when they're not high and you <laughs> whatever you yeah. or whatever it is yeah. Eating the thing that kills them. Don't they all have chlamydia as well? Yeah. Yeah. But they can speak. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. The Dr. Chan is also in the, uh, the anatomy closet a lot because she taught the uh, the Betazoid gift box how to swear. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, the next episode is called, do, do, do. I had the name up here. Something borrowed, something green. Something borrowed, something green. We don't have any screenshots or anything from it. Some Orion stuff, huh? Maybe you think it's Orion? I'm not reading any. I'm I'm just I going mean, off. The she name. has she has brought up a lot of Orion stuff lately. She talked about you know like what do you like? Yeah, you know. Well, they were or, a big and, part of yeah. In in Orion, you know, the pirates they we haze each other all the time. She's like, well, how do you set up those debate those issues? She's like, oh, a blind saber fight. <laughs> That's like a, a whole <laughs> lot of a whole lot of fun to watch. Maybe not a whole lot of fun to participate to be a part in. Of, no. you know? You still have not watched. Have you watched the crossover episode yet? Negative. Yeah. The Orions are a big part of that episode. So they, um, it could easily be. I, I know it's like with Tendi's character, I think they're trying to redeem the Orions somewhat. Not redeem them in a in a in-universe way, but in, like an out-of-universe. Like, let's, let's get these people. Like, why are they? Star Trek, early Star Trek has a habit of these aliens are a metaphor or an allegory for this group of people. Sure. So they all act this way, right? 
the Romulans are Russians and the Klingons are Japanese and blah, blah, blah. And they've become more and more, you think it's swapped? I can't remember. I thought the Klingons were Russians because they were a mortal enemy. Nah, it's the 60s. I'm pretty sure it's the Germans. Uh, who knows? Who knows? It doesn't matter. Germans? I think it was supposed to be a, because, or not not Germans. What did I say? You said Germans just I now. didn't mean Germans. I was thinking World War II. And I meant Germany, but I meant I, Japanese. I, I think it the Klingon, the Klingon are supposed to be like Russian slash Mongolian looking dudes. Um, uh, we can we can argue later. Either way, we agree that they were representative. Okay, primarily Asian. Yeah, like they're kind of like Chinese ish. Yeah. Okay. So maybe maybe Romulans would kind of. Be... I'm just thinking post World War II sure. people. You know, America's not exactly in its most America's at its most open now and it's still not very open but let's let's move moving past it that's how it started and uh star trek has continuously tried to show that oh these other these aliens are they have a variety within them they're not all of a single mind and so i think tendy is their way of trying to do that with uh the orions show that they have others they're not just all pirates she's an ice queen (laughs) she's the ice queen (laughs) awesome uh well this is uh this is fun i really like uh doing these quick episodes right after that right after the lower decks episode comes out we do an episode it's a lot of fun quick and dirty uh just kind of without a lot of i mean not that we do a lot of research but a little less structured i think uh monday we release an episode on a short called el camino so we're finally done with ninja turtles month the six week long month (laughs) uh it's a it's a short that's primarily in Spanish. It's a fun episode. Uh, so you definitely uh, check that out. And then, of course, we'll be back next week with more Lower Decks stuff. By the way, Lenny James, hmm. voice actor for Lord Shanks. Uh, did you, you bing it? Allegedly. Okay. Okay. Sign us off. Stay healthy. Stay hydrated. And it's not your time, Brad Boimler. Just Brad Boimler. Anyone else out there? <laughs> Maybe. Look, saying, if, if you get to the Black Mountain, just climb it. Just climb the back mountain. And then fight and fight your father. The three versions of yourself or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bye guys. Bye.